The current spoiler warning level is, Butterscotch. Friends and folks, for this episode you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Butterscotch. We're starting out with a machine from Gundam Sentinel that then gets a, a notable variant from Double Zeta Gundam and has some other MSV stuff. Um, and that is the majority of the conversation. Later on, we drop a spoiler warning to let you know we're about to talk about Gundam Unicorn. And we have a couple of variants there. And then we drop one last spoiler warning for Gundam Narrative, because there's a single variant of this mobile suit. Well, of a suit that is developed from the original suit, and then it's a variant thereof. It's a whole thing. Um, but there is one suit from Narrative. And so there's a secondary spoiler warning at that point. Um, so at either of those points, tap out if you feel. And otherwise, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista and G. The Riga Z is the $5 hot and ready of mobile suits. I'm Six Detmar. What's a $5 hot and ready? It is a uh, specialty of the pizza chain Little Caesars. They offer a $5 pizza that is already prepared when you walk in the door. You do not have to call ahead during their prime hours. They have these pizzas already freshly made, ready to go. So you walk in, you give them $5 if you're paying in cash. That is a bill with the face of Abraham Lincoln upon it. And they will hand you a pepperoni pizza and you can leave. But... Hmm. The implication I'm making, despite the... The thing is, I like a $5 hot and ready more than I like the Rigazi. So it's actually a flattering comparison to the Rigazi. Uh, the <coughs> idea is that it is a relatively poor quality machine that they'll just hand you for walking in the door. I... It's weird because my brain's like listening and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, it, it didn't it sound just an insult. You me. don't really need to think that hard about it. Look, it didn't sound flattering to me. Yeah. I was oh like, no, it wasn't intended to sound flattering. I think, if, I think it was, as I say, it was more flattering to like, it's, it's more of an insult to Little Caesars than it is flattering to the Regazi, I guess, because as I well, say, you know what? I think that's completely fair. Yeah. Literally just to, to like, I'm a little tired today and uh, that like hit me like a truck. Just like imagining like, okay, hold on. And then I imagine the Regazi holding a pizza, which was weird. But what you need to imagine is someone being like, I'd like to enlist in the, in the Federation, right? In the Federation military. And they're like, great, here's your Regazi. And they're Only like, don't Alvaro you want, don't that. you want to? No, he gets the Regazi custom, right? The regular Regazi is out there. Uh, well, no, because... Oh, wait, no, he doesn't get the Regazi custom, no. actually. That's all. Mm. Yeah, no, it was... It, the idea is, I think it was made for Amuro, or being made for Amuro. I don't think it got finished, considering the events of Char's counterattack happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... So, it's, it's, I guess a, the better comparison would be the Jigen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Jigen. Another machine I also don't like. Though I like the Jigen more than the Regazi. Yeah, and the, yeah, the Jigen's more fun, I think. But uh Okay, well, you know what? Okay, then then here's the comparison. The Regazi is is a Pizza Hut pizza. Well, you pay more for it, takes more time to make. We're not going to get either of those because we've already talked about both of those machines, I believe. So Wait. Uh 
No, wait. No, we never had a Jigen episode, have we? I don't know if we've had a Jigen episode, we've had, but... We've had um, a Grigazi, for sure. Well, there's a tab here that you seem to have forgotten about. What tab? Uh, called Pizza Colony. Uh, we've never rolled anything on Pizza Colony before. I have control of this. I'm deleting this. Damn it! <laughs> no, don't do this to me. I have control of the spreadsheet. I am... I am vetoing this pizza colony nonsense. <laughs> Alright, fair All right. enough, I guess. Uh, we have so many fucking tabs! <laughs> yeah, well, you find it in time. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Alright, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, there we go. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't added DiGiorno yet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's roll some dice. Okay. And not get the pizza colony. <laughs> One early UC. All right. Let's roll that. What do we get? Oh, hey, that's a friend. Oh, what did we get? Uh this one I think you should get. Okay. Though I guess a lot of early UC you're very likely to get. Uh, ORX013. Oh, uh, that would be the Gundam Mark V, right? Yes, it would. Yep. That one I knew pretty immediately. Because there's only, like, a couple of suits with ORX, and, uh, one is the Kaplant, and one is uh, the Gundam Mark V, so. And, uh, uh, I believe the Kaplant is ORX005? Let me double check that. 005. Yep, the complaint is Orex. Uh, <laughs> Dylan! What? I'm so out of it. Um, like, I'm not... I show tiredness differently than you do, right? I just I just have... Uh, if you think of me as, like, a, a processor with multiple cores, I just have fewer cores. Um, and so I always open up a document and start, you know, recording everything, every unit we've discussed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I went over and started typing it into a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not ideal. Not sending that, uh, that one. That would have been funny. That would have been really funny. Just just randomly typing out ORX 013 Gundam Mark V and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> sure, six. Totally. Um, Alright, the Gundam Mark V. This is from Gundam Sentinel. This is a mobile suit used by the new Decides. Uh, it is piloted by Brave Cod. Um... The Gundam Mark V is uh, a very weird suit, um, but we'll 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 talk about it. Um, so I love this suit. Uh, it is it is kind of like the it is not the final boss of Sentinel technically because that's more like the Zodiac and the in uh, the Zeku Zvi at the end. But yeah, um, the 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 Zeku mummified in guns. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of the more like the mid boss. Um, now this thing it, it does get a good showing because when it gets deployed, it destroys all three uh phases. Um, mainly because the phases are not, you know, they they are test machines to see if the actual full armor double Zeta would work. And the phases are not equipped for close combat, so this thing basically just got in close and destroyed all three of them uh, in in close combat. Mm -hmm. um, 
the the equipment and whatnot on this machine might be familiar because uh it or even the shape of it because this machine is related to the dove and wolf but again we'll we'll talk about that so the gundam mark V though is a very strange suit overall if we look at the design at a glance it doesn't look like a gundam however and i always mention this i always like talking about this because i think this is the best part about it if we look at the head it has a mohawk camera it has a v-fin it has a forehead jewel that is a camera in this case uh it has two eyes it has cheek vents and it has uh, a separate chin. All of these elements are elements of a Gundam head. It's just the way that they're arranged on this are weird. Like the V-fin are like these little antennas. Uh, rather than like, you know, a sharp kind of like, you know, V-fin coming to a point. Um, the Mohawk camera is like taller than your usual Mohawk camera. The forehead jewel also being a camera is weird and it's embedded in the forehead. Um... And the chin is extended forward. It's almost like the uh, Heisenthal 2's face. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a... It's almost like... Yeah. It's like a Gundam face wearing like a face guard that extends forward. Um, I feel like the face here is one of the parts where this looks the most um, uh, AOZ to me. Yeah. Uh, I am pretty sure that that face guard that they use in AOZ is actually based on this, given that... Uh, uh, Fujioka likes to seemingly reference um, a bunch of, like, old, older suits, and a lot of stuff from Sentinel comes up with that. Uh, mm-hmm. The head, also, like a lot of things in Sentinel, is actually kind of long, like, forward and back. Uh, just a thing that a lot of Sentinel suits have, no matter who they were designed by, whether it was Akitaka or Katoki. I believe this one is a Mika Akitaka design. Let me double check. Yeah. Uh, well, incidentally, he also did the dove and wolf uh so you know uh but yeah the torso uh has so this one's a weird one because so on the torso you have two chest vents uh the chest has this interesting shape where like the two halves where the vents are on on the left and right side kind of like sweep down uh, and the vents also have their placement uh, opposite of a normal Gundam. Like, they are vertical vents rather than horizontal. Like, usually, you know, mm. you get the vents where... Well, you get the vents where, like, the, the, the vent... The lines inside of the vent are usually horizontal. In this case, they're vertical. You also actually mm-hmm. have, like, two holes in the middle of the body. Like, I don't know... I I, I would assume, actually, given those designs, those might be thrusters, actually. Or like burners. Yeah, because yeah, you'd imagine if they were vents, there would be, or yeah, there would be like some more paneling over them. Yeah, um, like they're usually used for directing them, but these are just big old nozzles. Um, and we know what its armaments are. There's nothing that matches. Yeah. Um, and then the torso is really interesting because, like, it has um for the lower torso instead of like the boxy kind of like double layer Gundam torso. Uh, around the cockpit hatch, it has, like, two circular pieces, actually. It's, like, just, it's, it's a really interesting shape to have on a suit like this. Um, does give it a degree of mobility up and down because of that, because, well, you know, and we'll talk about the backpack, but the backpack can accommodate that, too. Um. Drum frame. Oh, fuck! It kind of is, yeah. It's, like, an, Uh it's, like, a proto version of that. Uh, that's kind of fun. I never even made that connection. 
Um, then uh, you have the shoulders. Uh, the shoulders are kind of simple. You just got front and back panels on them uh, that have verniers on the front, back, and side. Uh, the side ones are larger, and they're kind of shaped like the ones on the chest, right? Where it's got, like, the big white. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I should say the default color of this is blue, by the way. Um, then you have... Can't really see the upper arm here. Uh, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull up the Gunpla for this, because this had a Master Grade that I still Ooh. kind of regret getting, even though... Oh, is it poor quality? No, no, no. I regret not getting. Sorry. It was a P-Bandai oh. thing. Uh, here's the problem. Uh, there's another color scheme for this that I like more, and part of me is like, oh, maybe they'll do that other color scheme. You know what I mean? Sure. But if this pops up on the USP Bandai store again, I'll probably get it, because take a look at this. This is a fairly new Master Grade, so it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, this looks uh, great. Yeah. Oh, okay, so other things to note about the shoulders, since, uh, you know, you, you can't really see it in the default art, because it's all armed up in the default art. Uh, it does have a uh, little like pauldrons extending down, protecting the bicep. The bicep itself is simple. It uh, has a just like a square bicep, but the back of it's kind of cool because you have a cable connecting from the elbow joint into the uh, upper arm, like under the shoulder. A, a pair of them, actually. Yeah, two cables, I should say, uh, on either side. Also, uh, in it, you know, we see here optional equipment um, for the shoulders for the I guess the upper arms there. You yep. can equip uh, a pair of missile pods per side. Yep, they're uh, they are latched in just onto the top of them, uh, and yeah, uh, the missile pods are just little uh, weird. F- uh, what are they like? Four tubes, if I remember right. Each each one, nope, three tubes each, but yeah. it, it equips a total of twelve missiles from that. Um, and then these are very easily ejected after they are used. Um, uh, the, the lower arm is also kind of neat. Uh, just, it has kind of your general shape for like this kind of, uh, you know, Gundam arm. But the thing I like is like, normally the circular joint part is like, you know, on the joint. And on this, in this case, instead it's on like the, the arms, like the arms are wider than you would expect, basically. Mm-hmm. it's a weird this thing is just cool because it's got a lot of weird shapes happening speaking of weird shapes uh the skirt on this guy um so it has a front little crotch piece and then it has two front skirts quote unquote that you could call them the thing is they're they're actually together they are one piece they're not like two separate ones mm, okay uh but it it, it it does give the effect of having you know two skirts uh two front skirts because of that uh but it's like this plate that is actually you know kind of a smaller plate overall these side skirts are just these big armor pieces that actually surround the thighs yeah they're much more contoured than usual side skirt Mm -hmm. they have a thruster on them as well and then the rear skirt is almost more of a tail it's kind of cool too because it's like got like a tail with like a thruster on the bottom of it it's actually not the rear skirt it is the it is attached to the bottom of the backpack but it again the effect of it is it having a rear skirt you know yeah because otherwise it doesn't have one at all yeah it's otherwise it's just uh waist um and then for the legs themselves the thighs not really any detail on the thighs uh you know simple square thighs uh, you get your usual Gundam joint with the leg there with, like, the circular pieces. The lower legs, though, are really weird. You get these 
really like cool. I love I love the shape of these. Um, like so they've got like this really nice like concave front of the leg, uh, like this good shape. Uh, it has a small bit of knee armor poking through the top and, like, some white detail on, like, the leg armor itself. And then on the sides of the legs, you have two thrusters that are swept back. Uh, and I love the designs of these. These are kind of similar. Actually, so, obviously, the Dove and Wolf has similar ones, but the even the Double Zeta actually has thrusters like these. Uh, where you've mm-hmm. got, like, these, you know, round swept back thrusters. And then on the back of the leg, you have one big thruster as well. Um... There's actually not very much armor on the back of the leg either. Like, uh, that that's the kind of cool thing about, like, that concave shape and everything, like, in the way it sweeps back, is it's almost just, like, a singular plate that is put on the front. Like, it, it does feel like armor being put on a frame in a way that, like, you know, like, Gundam is a weird thing where, like, you know, Gundam has, like, the movable frame system, but a lot of mobile suits, their actual design, when you look at them doesn't feel like like it feels like you would have to build the armor onto it right like just given the shapes and stuff sure this actually feels like a a, like the leg armor at the very least feels like it's paneled on like like it could eject that armor if it wanted or something uh which is just i think is a neat feature um and then finally the feet uh the feet are two sections you've got the front section of the like you have a base foot that is like a gray piece in the middle and then it has a large toe on the front uh, that extends forward quite a bit. And then on the back, you have two separate uh, heel pieces in blue as in like this dark blue as well. Um, and yeah, finally, the backpack. This has a really cool backpack. So, oh, uh, also, shit, forgot. These are not part of the backpack. These are actually part of the torso. Uh, on the colors of the torso, you have uh, two large thrusters as well that are like mm-hmm. poking over uh, that are like they have a thruster on the front and the back and they're like these like very vertically tall nozzles. It's they're pretty cool actually too. Um, these are not part of the backpack. My brain always wants to think they are because again, if you think of the dove and wolf, these are the backpack on the dove and wolf kind of like it has that same shape, but on this case, they're not the backpack. They're on the collar uh, for the backpack. What you have is the, uh, a central, like, little fuselage section, which doesn't have a lot going on on it, uh, other than on the bottom of it, you have the little binder that resembles, like, a tail. Um, but then, like, you have two pieces on the side of it, and you can kind of see from the design of it that these are, like, little arms with, like, pivots. Uh-huh. Uh, and then these connect to the thrusters themselves, which... Each one is a thr- uh, a a pretty long vertically thr- a vertical thruster with you know big thruster at the end. Uh, they have incoms in the middle of them, and then they have the hyper beam sabers slash beam cannons on the back that are molded onto ball joints. Uh, the reason why these are pivotable are uh, one for extra movement, and two. Let me show you my favorite thing that this thing does is it actually years before the f91 can uh unlike like the double zeta and stuff when they're using the beam cannons uh this one actually can swing them forward because what they do is they basically can swing on those little arms on the back and sweep under the arms and be fired from you know under the arms like that 
And it's also kind of interesting because the way they're positioned like that, I mean, it's the whole backpack that swings down, right? It swings basically 90 degrees down. Yeah. And that would give it more effective access to its like forward thrust as well. So it's like, no, this is like we're in attack mode. The guns are under the shoulders ready to fire and we are have more efficient access to forward thrust. Yeah, it's really cool. I actually really like this about it because... One of the problems with, like, like I like that the Double Zeta's back sabers can act as cannons, but, uh, it can't really aim them good. No. You know? Uh, finally, uh, one other thing to, so, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the armaments. Uh, first of all, this has, so, the standard beam rifle for this is, it's also weird looking, like everything else on this suit, right? It's got, um... So, the back half of it looks kind of like a standard beam rifle, you know, you've got your little scope in the middle, you've got, uh, it, it doesn't look too fancy. The front of it is weird, though, because it's like, before you hit the barrel, it has, like, these three-pronged claws mm-hmm. that surround the barrel, and then the barrel, like, has this cool big shape where it kind of, like, tapers, and then it has, like, a little, it has, like, visible cables going into the barrel, um... I just think the front of this gun looks really cool. However, there is, for the alternate color version of this, a different beam rifle, and it's actually my favorite beam rifle in all of Gundam. Uh, so let me pull that up, because well, I let's, well, love this thing. Oh, what's up? Right. I was going to wonder if we should talk about it, but I guess it's mostly just different colors, so... Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's There's a version of this that instead of being blue and white, uh, or blue with white stripes, is a version that is white with red stripes, and that's the one that I was hoping they would do. Uh, oh, wait, no, this is not what I thought was thinking about. What what are you talking about? I can't find this. Uh, look in the game section below, because it, it, the way that the wiki has this organized is annoying. If you look at games, do you see the Earth Federation Space Forces colors? I see, yes, and I see yeah. this rifle. Interesting. Yeah, that's the rifle there. It's actually, like, one of my favorite beam rifles in all of Gundam. Uh, I also have this cool sketch of it. Uh, I believe in the actual uh, manga, this was just one of the many prototype beam rifles. You can actually see another unused one at the bottom there that sort of resembles, like, a version of the Zeku's Vise beam smart gun, but with um, a normal handle instead of the weird back handle. Mm-hmm. Um but I love the design of this beam rifle just because it feels very futuristic. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it's a beam rifle when you look at it, as opposed to looking like a normal rifle that, you know, happens to fire beams. I just, I really like the look of it. Um, the, the cool paneled look, but it's, it's definitely one of my favorite beam rifle designs. Incidentally, that beam rifle is used on several advanced of Zeta designs. Um, so yeah, uh, the um, the other equipment that this has is, uh, we mentioned the beam saber slash beam cans. We mentioned it does have incoms, and the incoms have little beam guns on them. Uh, mm-hmm. And we mentioned the three tube missile pods. Uh, then finally, we have the shield booster, speaking of advance of Zeta. So this has a shield that has a large thruster installed in the back of it. Um, basically, the idea is this. Um, if you, if you put external propellant tanks on a suit, they are just propellant tanks, right? Right. This is a, a, this is a propellant tank that can also operate as a shield and also can be discarded if necessary. 
it's just it's basically just trying to provide more use to a propellant tank than just being a large tank that you throw away uh now the reason why the shield booster is unique is also it has a camera on it which is interesting to me uh just a weird addition the other thing it can do though is you will notice on the back of the backpack there is a notch and the reason why is because this shield booster can be attached into the backpack in order to just you know add more back thrust and that's why it has a camera on it yes because then you're going to be thrusting you know, oh yeah, like yeah with I guess your you body like perpendicular body to the yeah right and so you'd want more visibility yeah like a lot of things in sentinel the more you think about it it's like well i guess that does make sense actually um it is uh so yeah uh it also what other series features shield boosters that can attach to multiple points on the body the, uh, this is just Gundam like wing no uh this but it's just like the hazel right like literally yeah, yeah. even the way it attaches and stuff um it's just again cool dna there um so funny thing about this it makes it really fast and maneuverable uh so funny thing uh in the battle where brave cod is piloting this uh content warning for uh teeth violence about to be said he actually maneuvers in such a way that he like hits his head against a panel and shatters most of his teeth which is really that sucks. funny. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, basically because it's against the XS, which is also, at that time, a highly maneuverable fucked up suit. Uh, I just love that Sentinel really goes in on, what if these suits be have too high of performance and they start damaging the bodies, which I guess that is like Gundam Wing in that case. Because, um, you know, you have the whole thing with uh, Ryu Roots passing out uh, in the one suit from the blood rushing to his, like, out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, then in this case, yeah, he tries doing, like, an evasive maneuver, like, that is, like, a quick flip or something, and manages to hit his head on a panel and, like, shatter his teeth. Luckily, he dies a little after that, if I remember right, because that's uh, d during the, uh, Faz fight, I believe. It's a funny thing, because if you, most people, I think people aren't, like, this isn't a thing that people think about in this way, but, like, people talk about, you know, a G maneuver, right, and pulling Gs, G-force, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously the G stands for gravity, right? But it doesn't actually require gravity. It is no. using Earth's gravity as a unit of measure. Yeah. So like, so if you were it's to, actually about momentum. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If you are in a mobile suit that is going, let's say, with like total thrust forward, like three Gs, right? If you were mm -hmm. to then try to reverse your position, you would then be putting the three Gs of pressure on your body, basically. Uh, right, because that's, that's, yeah, just a measure of, like, if you were to calculate the pull of Earth's gravity Objects and multiply in motion it by three. stay in motion, and exactly. just like with a car IRL, if you are moving fast in a mobile suit and then you suddenly stop, your body doesn't suddenly stop. You know, your body wants mm -hmm. to keep moving forward. Uh, usually you have ways to mitigate this in, in a lot of fiction. Uh, you know, the classic being... Uh, inertial dampeners uh being the thing in uh fiction with like ships where it's like oh this is why our ship can go at a really high speed and then stop very suddenly is we have a thing that basically will negate the movement of everything when it stops uh 
And obviously, like, if you think about real-world craft, uh, like, a fighter jet can go real fast and change direction, and the person doesn't fly out of the cockpit, right? That's not how this works. Because but it does exert pressure are, on them. <laughs> right, because they, they are belted in, and so their body is attached well enough that their body maintains the velocity of the craft, and when the velocity of the craft changes, so does their bodies. You know what it doesn't, though, is their blood flow. Nope. That's why that's you the can, problem. Uh, that's why you can have bad things happen to you. Like, uh, I mean, you can pass out if you do oh, yeah. too sharp of a turn in a in a jet without like letting your body adjust. Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's an interesting thing because, like, you know, a lot of people like this in First Gundam, and I do too, right? Of like the human exceeding the machine in Amro's case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also love the opposite. The idea that we've made a machine that a human just can't pilot because the physicality of it makes it impossible. Um, this is a thing that pops in my head a lot with like a story that would be mecha that would have AI development would simply be something like, well, we built a machine that would be able to win us the war, but if we put a pilot in it, it would kill them because physically speaking, it would kill them. So we had to develop an AI or something. You know, I mean, at that at that point, if you want to do like the real sicko shit, right, the real sicko storytelling, what you do is you're like, yeah, we have a rotating series of pilots and we pop them in and out and they burn out like heat sinks. <laughs> oh, God, the, the 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 Matrix battery method. Right. Like they get in the AI uses their body as a medium to pilot the thing. They burn out. You put in a new pilot. Whew. Yeah, it depends on how dark you want to get. But yeah, that works. <laughs> um. Also, so, uh, because as Incom should mention, it does have a quasi-psychomu system, where it's not, like, a true psychomu system, but it does allow it to use the wired weaponry. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, this is a cool suit. Uh, oh, should mention that the, uh, beam cannons slash beam sabers are hyper beam sabers. They are big. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. This is a cool machine, I think. Um, it is, it is used as... It is interesting in the story, just because, like I said, it is basically so that Brave Cod can have the cool uh, 1v1 uh, uh, fight, eventually, with uh, the excess, and uh, it loses. Now, to be fair, uh, it, it only loses because of the Alice system. Speaking of an AI taking over because the pilot is bad, because um, <laughs> Ryo actually gets his ass kicked. This is actually, I think this is the point in the story where Ryu realizes, like, truly, oh, there is something more going on with this mobile suit. Because he has a couple of instances where, like, he suddenly seems to exhibit the ability to pilot really good, and then he's just like, wait, I didn't do that. And I think this is the point, though, where it actually uh, happens. Um, where he's like, okay, yeah, no, there is, like, something special about this mobile suit. Uh, because this is when Alice takes over and actually, like, destroys the, um, Mark V. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I, I love the Mark V, though. I think it is such a cool machine. It is just, it is, like, it's so funny because this is made by the Earth Federation. It is made, you know, well, during the Zeta, it, it, like, you know, late Zeta era is when it's, like, developed. Because, you know, it's an Augusta mobile suit. But it's just funny to me because... You know, it is a Titans use Gundam in it. I mean, because the new decides are Titans. And mm -hmm. it is, I don't know, it's just so mean looking. Part of what I, I like, like about it. it is that it's one of these designs that's like, oh, it's a Gundam, but it's weird, right? Yeah. But 
I feel like looking at it, it is only weird compared to what we expect from Gundam. I don't actually think it itself is a particularly strange design. No, I mean, it fits in with other mobile suits of the era and whatnot. Like, you know, it's just for a thing called the Gundam, it is weird. Um, But if you want it to look a little more normal, there's the Amuro Ray Custom. Yep. Uh, Which uh, the Amuro Ray Custom, uh, what does that actually change out? Just the head. Oh, is it just the head is? It just makes the head more Gundam-like. the The forehead jewel sort of is is oh, shoved yeah. forward a little bit to look like a normal forehead jewel, and then the chin and stuff is more and then the normal s- Gundam-like. The skirt is kind of extended out a little too. Oh, that's true. I do love that Amro's like, oh, if you give me one, please make it look more like a Gundam. I I actually think it went the other way. Where oh. it's it's like when you get a reputation, you know, like if you go to a friend's house and like, we know how much you love this. And you're like, God damn it. Not again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. Um, also, God damn. Uh, you know, I said I want that MG, uh, but I'm going to admit if I could find this for like $2 because like it's from the Gashapon next line. I want this little guy too. Look how cute this is. Oh, a little cute, little cute, little Gashapon SD. The, thing, the, yeah. ga- the Gashapons usually only cost like one or two bucks. So that's why I like them. Yeah, I mean the color blocking is of course bad, but that's I mean know, that's how this it goes. is it's small fine. though. These are right, very right. small, and actually, it's... the thing that these have unique is if you look at the limbs, these actually have movable like arms and legs. Oh, Mostly, nice. just the arms are able to swing forward and back, and or up and down depending on how you position that little joint underneath, um, which is cute. That that's the these have posability, and that's why their paint apps kind of suffer. Um, but, we uh, have a few other colors we should mention real quick. Yeah. Um, well, we have. Go ahead. Are you talking about the ones, that, the other ones in the game? Yep. Okay, those ones are actually unique because uh, MSGO, which is the, what those are from, uh, before ripped that game because I found out it died recently while I was trying to save images from it. Uh, it actually does unique colors for every suit. It's one of those games where they're like, oh, we know people uh. want to paint their mobile suits. But we don't want to give you the ability to custom paint them. So you'll sometimes get a couple of paint jobs that are based on real variants, like the Earth Federation colors there. But then you start getting, like, the weird ones, like that red and black and yellow one, which is pretty cool, or, actually. Or this Xeon front one, which is, like, a teal. Well, that one's just Dove and Wolf colors on it. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, not as much, you know, not the same distribution, because there's a lot more black on the Dove and Wolf. But Yeah, but, I mean, you know, that's what but, it yeah. is trying to evoke. Um, mm-hmm. real quick, uh, I think I actually have some more colors for these two. Hold on. Let me see if I have any of the other ones. Uh, this suit was one of their big update suits. So they did like a big event for it when it came out again, rip that game though. It is gone. Uh, let me see if I can find some of the weirder ones real quick. Uh, cause I'm in the folder. The, this game got real weird at the end because after they added like unicorn units and like F91 and Victory, they were just like, okay, I guess we'll just start adding AUs to it because this game's popularity is waning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the popularity seemingly kept waning. All right, so I'm actually going to link a couple of weird ones real quick uh, for paint jobs because I, I, this was an update that added more of them. You can see like a marked three in mark five colors there and a mark three in like this weird white and red is that supposed to be like like i mean it's kind of inverse but it's like amro ray colors for like the dj or something uh then you have the nemo three that's in also like a rick dj color scheme and then a nemo three in blue um they did the uh our georgia there in the uh our color scheme 
Which I think is a cute reference. And then one behind it, which is Nar Jarja in Gyan colors. Yeah. And then uh, then these ones are just a, what if you had a black, red, and yellow uh, Gelgoog? Or just what if you had an all-white Gelgoog? <laughs> For those desert Gelgoogs. It's just interesting, because that game actually did have some fun with the paint jobs, even though I'm always like, just let us paint the suit. I hate when they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll make a billion color palettes for you. And I'm like, no, just let me have the ability to do that. I, they've been able to do this since Armored Core on the PS1. I know you have the power to do this. <laughs> I'm often not able to, I, I, you know, obviously the ideal thing would be both, but I'm actually usually pretty bad at finding good color schemes, so I don't mind it. See, I, I have my couple of color schemes that I rotate to. I have my gray, gray, orange, and then I've discovered I really like some color between gold and silver. Um, sometimes Electrum is that color, but it depends on what Electrum you're looking at. I just like that kind of color, I've learned. I tend to do like a pink and black overall, you know, mm -hmm. some other colors mixed in. But it's just like, I mean, especially, you know, I've talked about this a ton, but like in Gun and Battle Operation 2, it's like I'll go in and I'll pick a suit and I'm like, there's no way to make this color set look good. It's like I'll color it and I'll be like, the hands and the shield and one foot are all this color. This looks like shit. Yeah, that game does sometimes have color blocking issues. And sometimes I understand it and sometimes I don't. It like really depends on the suit. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I understand they had nowhere else to like put this specific color. So I get why all of this is on one swatch. But then sometimes I'm like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Like, when they, like, link, like, certain things together. It's very weird. Anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. We have one more variant to talk about before we move forward, which is the... Uh, Augusta Test Colors, which is not actually yes, Augusta Test Colors. This is a uh, different Mark V altogether. Yeah. Uh, also designed by Mika Akitaka. This Mark V is really cool. This one was one of the ones he did for Cyber Comics. You can see in the, you know, related image there. Uh, which, of course, he drew with, like, an MS Girl-styled pilot, because that's Mikaki Taka, um, and that's all he draws now. Uh, Forever lost to us. Yeah. But um, this Mark V rules, actually. Um, so, a lot of neat things going on with it. So, firstly, uh, the head is a similar head, but the color distribution's a little different. Uh... The torso is very different. Now, those pieces that were part that I thought were part of the backpack are part of the backpack on this. It does have like two little color like they look like little radomes, like the smaller style radomes. They say Oh, it says Incom on, on them though. Yeah, I didn't notice that yeah. before. Interesting. Okay. So I guess it's Incoms are now collar mounted, which is a very interesting choice. Um it also has, like, a scoop on the top of the chest. Uh, instead of having the two thrusters in the middle of the chest, it just has, like, a pronounced bump. And then it has uh, two vents on either side uh, arranged vertically. Um, it also has, like, two almost, like, handles on the bottom of the chest. Uh, and you can still see the cockpit hatch, which is in red, you know, below. Um, I assume since it's a since it's by the name, it must be a test machine. I guess there's a sense in, like, we have these handles here because for a test machine, there's an increased possibility of needing to haul it. Yeah, or possibly just for bolting it into a hanger or something, something weird. Sure. Um, the shoulders are really neat. They are completely new shoulders. They are, they kind of go out more. Um, they're a bit more armored and less thrustery, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, and they go out further. They kind of remind me, they almost look like miniaturized versions of the propellant tanks on the back of the XS almost, but as shoulders instead. Hmm. Uh, sure, can you can also that. notice on the left shoulder that instead of having a shield mounted on the arm, now it has, uh, instead of, um, 
the left arm mounted shield it has that plugged into the bottom of the shoulder which is i i, I like that look actually having like that one long like piece coming out of the shoulder like that mm-hmm. um the arms are also changed uh they're now blue white and yellow and they have a bit more detail going on on both sets of arms uh, the skirt, we can't really see the front skirt, though it does look different. We do notice, like, uh, a handle or a cable at the bottom of the front skirt. And it looks like it just has one piece for the front skirt instead of, like, the one piece that looks like two pieces. But it's a little hard to see because the gun is obscuring it. Um, mm-hmm. The side skirts this, actually look pretty similar, though. I will note, for anyone who's not looking, we literally have one piece of art of this, unfortunately. Yeah, this was just, like, a little side illustration that he did. Um... The thighs look similarly, like, being just the boring thighs. The legs are similar to the Mark Vs, but it's a couple of interesting changes. So, one, that white piece on the knee, that, like, where you expect that, like, white piece below the, the, the knee plate itself, uh, is now a camera. Um, and then the sides of the legs have a bit more going on. Uh, just more detail, really. Like, they're not really changed in design, in the, or not changed in function. Like, you can see the swept back parts that still resemble, like, this has back thrusters on the back of the leg. But, just different shapes. Uh, interesting feet going on, where it has, like, an ankle armor that includes, like, a front piece. And then it protects more of the heel than the ankle, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Looking at the design of this. Uh, it also has uh, little cameras on that. Uh, and then it just has, like, one pronounced high heel and then, like, a pronounced toe. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the backpack, like I mentioned, it looks like just a backpack from the original, only it has some extra thrusters, the collar thrusters mounted on it. You can actually see it does have an ejectable propellant tank on the backpack, too, there. Um, the rifle it has here is intensely weird. It is a very strange rifle. So we've got, like, uh, like, I guess back to front, we have, like, a much older style, like World War II style, like stock. paratrooper stock, um, like collapsible and like light in a way that doesn't make any sense for a mobile suit. Um, directly below it, we have a massive straight clip or e-pack, depending on what this fires. We don't know. Yep. Shoved in bullpup diagonally. You move forward, you have the handle and the trigger, which are moved way too far forward for one of these designs. And then above it, we have an M16 style, like, like carrying handle slash like sight rail. And then there, it looks like they literally like welded on a completely different barrel that the, like, a very just feels beefy like barrel. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's made of iron. It's very like, like stamped industrial. Um, yeah. It's very boxy. And then it has a bipod on the bottom of it, which you wouldn't be able to use because of how fucking big that stock is. I don't understand. That's the stock, the, the magazine. I don't understand anything. Uh, not only does it have the bipod, but then you can also see, instead of having, like, normal Gundam gun cameras, it has an iron sight on top at the end there. But it then does it, does have have a, it does have a camera below, uh, below the barrel, because I can see that he colored that in green a little bit, so clearly that's gotta be the camera. What a weird gun. Mikaki Taka, I usually like your art, but in this case, what are you doing with this? Um, it's very strange. Clearly it looks looks so janky just because it's probably a test machine. Clearly they're just like, yeah, let's just try this out. (laughs) How many parts can we swap before this gun will break? (laughs) Okay, so according to the armaments on the wiki, which, you know, take 
don't take it at its word. Uh, this would be a beam rifle. Uh, it also does have, so it still has the incoms on the backpack as well, and then it has two neck incoms. Hmm. Which, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah, this is just an illustration done for a cover. This is not like for like, this is not for I like an actual story. This is literally for Bandai and Gainax put out cyber comics, and you can see like it has the cover on the binding. Like this is the actual cover that goes on you the front. You posted of the, the wrong thing. Oh, whoops! You posted the, the Gachapon toy again. Oh, little guy, love the little guy. Um. You can see on this cover, if you look on, the, like, the side where it has, like, the 07, this is the seventh volume of Cyber Comics. Like, that's sure. what this is. Uh, I do like that we don't have the full... I So, here's an interesting thing. Somewhere there has to be a better version of this cover, because if you look at the art, if you look at the cover, you can see it's torn at the top. But we have the whole image in better quality of the mobile suit, but it's that yeah. exact image. Maybe in the pages they did print another version of this picture just, like, on its own, because... I mean, if if you look at the image, you can see that there's the... There's a, like, at the bottom right, you can see there is a bit of another one, and I don't know if that's, like, they laid another cover on top of it, because you can see this hard cut off, or if that's one of the Oh, I think that's pages. the spine cover. I think that this... I think that's cyber comics. Oh, I see. Because I think that's what it says on the spine. Because it's like one of those. Thick, I see. That makes sense. It's a thick magazine. It's like cyber comics are magazines, but they are thick. So yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just what a what a weird old piece of ephemera. Uh, like all the cyber comics things. All right. It's kind. Of, it's fun to think about. Like, so not, like I don't. I think this one's too niche. But sometimes we get designs we wouldn't expect. That are getting, you know, like, like P Bandai releases or, you know, like getting in Breaker Mobile or something, right? Yeah. And therefore we get details on them we didn't have before. And you could just imagine, like, some intern being like, okay, it's your, it's your turn to call Mika Akitaka and be like, hey, what's on the back of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing, actually. What will happen is they'll just decide for themselves and then a different game will decide something different. That's true. That's, That's how true. you that get things like how the Jim Sniper 2's uh, rifle was not known to be a solid rifle until the MG came out. Or No, I think it was that high grade that mentions that. But in every video game, they made it a beam rifle up until that high grade came out. And then they were like, oh shit. And then every video game after that was like, okay, it's a solid rifle. It's really funny because models kind of trump everything where it's like, oh, that's the thing that people will buy overall. Ergo, we have to follow that. Um, I kind of want to chide them because it's so clearly like a, you know, classic, like British made, like, uh, 70s era bolt action rifle. But on the other hand, what does that matter when we have the Riga Z custom with an AK-47 that shoots beams? Also by Mika Akitaka. Sure. Yeah. He seems to really like doing these, like, uh, he, he's not as real world gun-like as Izubuchi is. And, you know, we've talked about the crimes of Izubuchi many times. As much as I like him as an artist. Um, but uh, it's really funny because in uh, Mika Akitaka's case, he just picks weird weapons. He does the same thing, but he just does weird ones. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to give an AK-47 to the Rigazi custom. Why? Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, Mika Akitaka is like sometimes very direct in his references, right? But as you say, he's picking from all over the place. Whereas Izabuchi is like, what if it were Nazi? And everyone's like, ah, okay, all right, we're doing this again. Yeah. 
Well, he's like, well, Zeon is kind of the Giren said, or Giren was told he was like Hitler, so that means I can give them all MP40s or whatever. <laughs> uh, that, he does give things the, MP40s. He get, he does give everyone a Panzerfaust. He does give everyone a Panzerfaust, and I believe uh, now. It's so funny because even when we found out in Sentinel, even though there are the Panzerfaust-looking grenades, they're not called Sturmfaust; they're called clubs, which is really funny to me. That then you know, it, they get called Sturmfaust for the first time with 0080 and Izabuchi's designs, and I'm like, "You, damn you! <laughs> it's all your fault." <laughs> uh, anyway, um, oh, there was actually uh, an example. Give me one sec, real quick, of a video game doing this. I'm sorry, this is a small aside. Oh, it was, um, the Hyzak Cannon in GBO2, uh, mm-hmm. has a beam rifle. However, in Kenki Fujioka's illustrations, even though he doesn't directly mention it, you can actually tell that the rifle that the, uh, Hyzak Cannon is using is a modified gym rifle, which is a solid shell rifle. Uh, it's really funny because someone actually asked him that on Twitter and he's like, oh yeah, when they made it for the game, they didn't consult me. So they just made it a beam rifle. Uh, you can see here though, if you look at the design of it, it has like a reinforced barrel and it has, you know, a fancy look, but that's the gym rifle just with a big fancy barrel on it. Um, which, yeah, yeah, but they made it a beam rifle in the game because they didn't know that just, that's, that still happens to this day. Now, and meanwhile, on the wiki, they just don't mention it at all because they're scared. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'd rather the wiki just omit information than be wrong, if I'm being honest. Um, well, okay, you'll have to tell me. Does it at any point use the bullpup? Yes, it does in a... Okay, yes, it does. Because they list the bullpup. They don't list the gym ri- the modified gym rifle. They're just, they're just terrified. Um, okay, so... I forget... I always forget this because I know I literally asked this last time. Did we talk about the Psycho Mark IV before? Did we talk about that on the Mark III episode? Gosh. Uh, show it to me. It's the ORX-012 Gundam Mark IV, this one. Be- oh, okay, you called it the Psycho Mark IV. And I'm oh, did I say Psycho Mark IV? Sorry. Yeah. And I was oh, right, like, I don't know what Psycho that Gundam is. Um, Sorry. Okay. Uh, Gundam Mark IV. Uh, no, we apparently skipped the Mark IV. Okay, well, let's talk about that, because this is, this is our last in on talking about that, because this is related to, uh, in some ways, the Psycho Gundam and the Gundam Mark V and the Mark III, and we've talked about all the machines around it, so. Um, so this is a Junya Ishigaki design from SD Gundam G Generation. The Psycho, or, goddammit, the Gundam Mark IV, I always call it the Psycho Mark IV. Why am I doing that? It's because we did the Psycho last week and I'm tired. Anyway. And I keep saying Mark and I'm the word is losing all meaning to me. Um, the Gundam Mark IV is an Augusta mobile suit, obviously, ORX. Uh, which, I, I guess I say obviously, but then you're like, wait, Augusta doesn't start with an O and I, and I just say don't worry about it because, you know, that's just, look, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, the RX-012, uh, this was a machine that was one of the earlier ones with like a quasi-psychomia system is the idea for it. And because of that, it looks fucking weird. It's also just Ishigaki getting to go ham on a Gundam. Uh, you know, again, famous for things like the Zanscare designs or other weird designs throughout Gundam's history. 
Um, mm-hmm. Good designer. Uh, this is a weird machine. Okay, so if you look at the head, the head looks like a Gundam head. Almost kind of GPO2-esque because of the yeah, shape. for sure. But, like, it has a giant mohawk camera and two giant cheek, like... They're, they're not... I don't even think these are cameras, actually. What I think these are is the quasi Seikomu system. Or at least they're, it's part of that, right? Because why else would it need... They do glow on the design and several things, so they might be cameras. But I have to imagine the reason it has these cameras is because it has incoms. Like I guess. I don't know what the fuck they are. <laughs> they're just... They gotta just be huge cameras, maybe, for helping with that. Because, again... Uh, uh, Early. There's a fun example. If you look down at the Gashapon toy, which normally exaggerates features that actually make these look more normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, the torso is halfway between a, a normal Gundam torso, but it is still like it has the Mark V like double like you know thruster thing at the front, but it's a lot more like a normal Gundam torso overall. Uh, it does have one interesting feature, which is I like the cables that are going up. At least, given the way they wiggle, I'm pretty sure those are cables. Um, two on either side around the cockpit, uh, mm-hmm. sweeping into the torso. Um, the shoulders are very simple. They're like big rounded shoulder armor that end with a... Uh, it looks like it would be a movable pauldron. I'm assuming that's if you wanted to move the arm up. That little bit of shoulder armor at the end can pop up, given the way it looks like it's designed. Um... The arms are also two cables on the front and back of the bicep, which is cool. Uh, very beefy lower arms, which I guess that's a thing with this design in general. Uh, very Mark V-ish skirts going on. You have the central skirt. You have the you know, skirts wrapped around the thighs. Uh, though it has a unique rear skirt design, which is just like a big, flat, two-sided plate, um, which is pretty cool. You've got... Uh, Standard thighs, uh, knees that are inset onto the joint, and then the the legs on this are also very Mark V ish. Uh, say like with being like a singular piece of armor, they're just more bulbous. Though they do have the uh on the outside of either leg, it has a uh like a swept back uh like little scoop for the uh that is a thruster. Um, but only one on the uh, on each of the outsides, which is actually very similar to the Dove and Wolf. Um. And then it has a thruster on the back of the leg, which the back of the leg also has exposed frame, uh, like the Mark V. And then the feet are also similar to the Mark V, where you've got, like, a toe, and then you've got two heel pieces. Uh, but then, like, it's just, this is like, a, this is like a weird sanded down Mark V in normal Gundam colors in a lot of ways. And then the backpack has uh, two um, pieces going up and over. Uh, that are kind of like the collar pieces on the... Uh, on the back of them, they look like the collar pieces from the Mark V. But on the front, they have the uh, incoms that are very mm. visible there. And then also the backpack itself just has, like, one big thruster on the back. Um, again, this is a... Uh, this is like a test mobile suit. Uh, in its story, it's just always like, ah, oh, this was never actually made... A, like, they never made a physical one. This was just a plan... And then they made the Mark V. Uh, it's even funny because the shield is a shield with a camera on it and a thruster on the back. And the gun is a Mark V rifle, but instead of three prongs, it only has one prong underneath. So this is basically, again, a sanded down Mark V. Uh, There's also a little bit of art we have here of uh, a B variant. Which is very different. Uh, this very... one's also weird because this actually looks... This B variant, to me, when I look at it, you know what this looks like is 
it looks like the Zeta Plus. Yeah. Speak like especially the legs and stuff. Uh, I'm assuming, and then you can see on the back on the right, it says there's a C type which has just a, an outright Zeta head. So the I don't know. The weirdest part to me that I'm staring at is it has a singular like Horn? unicorn, not like unicorn Gundam, like unicorn creature, like forehead antenna. Yep. You know what's interesting is it mentions a Mark II A, so I'm wondering about this being... I want to know what this comes from, is the thing for me, because this is a very interesting piece of art. Um, I'm not denying that this is a Mark IV, I'm just curious if this... I don't think this machine has any relation to the other Mark IV, I think this is just its own side design that happens to be called a Mark IV. Uh... I do also love that, like, you know, listen. Because it does say hard to know on the left, but... It's hard to know two languages, right? It's fucking difficult. Yeah. Um, I do like that these this uh, Mark IV B has written all over it, and I'm gonna hig him. Oh, no. <laughs> I was drinking a drink when you said that. Oh, no. Oh, soda in the nose. That's bad. Oh, <laughs> Anna Higgum. I'm sorry, it was very funny to me. Oh, <laughs> nose. Okay, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Anna Higgum mobile suits plant. Oh, sorry. The shield does not have a thruster. Uh, we can see from the card art, it actually has a cap at the end of it. So they later decided, wait, if we're making this beefy of a shield, why not make it a thruster, I guess? Sure, fair enough. It is funny, though, that like in a lot of features... Uh, hold on, sorry reacquainting myself to the real world after I just took a <laughs> fucking trip from inhaling soda up my nose. Oh. Anyway. I um, used to huff paint. Ugh, shush you. <laughs> it, it, let me tell you, a thing that I found that I would sometimes tell the people that makes them worry about me, because I was young and stupid at this time, when I was like 18 or 19... I didn't realize how bad for you spray paint would be to breathe in, and I actually did a custom painted gunpla like in the garage where I was breathing in the fumes, and I was like really lightheaded and felt terrible afterwards. And I was like, "Oh, oh, you're not supposed to inhale that." Whoops. I was. I mean, if 19. you did it once, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I was once when I was 19. So you know, I, I doubt I am now 28. I don't think it has had many consequences unless I suddenly. I don't even want to joke about that, actually, no, because I'll feel just, bad just if that move happens. On. Just move on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's funny. Em and Jackson always are t talking about that on their show, and I'm like, I don't want to think about me dying. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, Mark IV, though, weird suit. Um, just it, 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 It's definitely... It has the G-Gen thing where... I like it still. It definitely feels like someone working backwards from the Mark V. I think they, like, Ishigaki mm -hmm. went, well, if it's the Mark IV, I can either make it an upgraded Mark III or an or, or a downgraded Mark V, and he opted more for the latter. Uh, it's a neat design overall. It's it's weird looking, for sure, um, but I, I kind of dig it for being a little weirdo. Not much to say mm -hmm. about it, because, again, it has a beam rifle, it has incoms, it has a shield. <laughs> and it's not in yep. anything. Uh, all right, so what next, Six? Uh, well, next, you know, you already know the answer. This is the AMX-014. 
All right, yeah, we're going to do the Dove and Wolf. This is going to be a, one episode day today, I think, because this so is going to be a long one. I do have to, Dylan... <laughs> what? The Katakana's right there, Dylan. Yeah, it's for Dove and Wolf. It's the Wolf. It's a B? Dubin. You can't make a V in Katakana 6. You use... Oh, so you're just going to assume? Okay. I mean, this... Here's the thing. We have model boxes, too, that are right about this. We I also have some that say it a different way. We do, and I hate it. Uh, I, I think Dubin Wolf sounds stupid. I like Dovin. I better. was put up to this by Ivy, for the record. Oh, my fucking God! <laughs> Like, ages ago. <laughs> Damn it, Ivy! <laughs> Hope she heard me. She might run up here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what, what's your game here, Six? <laughs> to cause you pain? What's my usual game? <laughs> Hold on, I am, I am, I'm scolding my partner in the chat real quick. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. I I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Okay. And then uh, she just types in all caps in the chat. Dubin Wolf as a reply. Anyway. Okay. I am being assailed from all sides. Uh. All right. Um. The Dovin Wolf. This is a Neo Zeon mobile suit from Double Zeta. Uh. Introduced nearer to the end of the show. Uh. Piloted by uh. Is his name Rakan? Yeah. Rakan Dakaran. Okay. Uh, piloted by Rakan, uh, this is, like, the cool suit that appears at the end of the show and doesn't actually get to use all of its equipment because it shows up kind of late and it has a lot of equipment that we will talk about. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, so, the head. Uh, this head is no longer resembling the Mark V at all. It is a very Xeon-style head, uh, covered in antenna, though, uh, it has almost like, you know how, like, the Gaplant has a separate faceplate? It kind of has the same thing as, like, the Gaplant or, like, the Dom, where you've got, like, a red separate faceplate for the mono eye. Um, or the Dryson. Or the Dryson, yeah. And it has the tubes coming out of the side. And, and wasn't that Rakan's previous machine? Uh, yes, he was using the Dryson, I believe. Did he also yeah. use the Zaku 3? Oh, uh, it was no, Zaku 3, was just... then... I think the Dryson maybe or something. Did he use the Zaku three? Yeah, he did. Okay. I he's he's forgetting. in one of the white Zaku threes, not the. Yeah, that's right. One. That's right. Um. Anyway, uh, the torso is very similar to the Mark V, and the torso is actually where this starts feeling kind of like a Federation suit, because this suit is very boxy <laughs> in a lot of ways, which is weird for that like for Double Zetas, you know, suits that are used by um, Zeon. Like, you have a lot of square parts going on with the upper body here. Instead, mm -hmm. instead of having two thrusters on the chest, um, it now has two beam cannons. Look at it's it a Psycho Gundam. Yep. Uh, it has... If you look at the torso, it still has, like, the round parts uh, around the torso. It still has... Instead of having uh, chest vents, though, you just have two thrusters, one on either, like, half of the torso. Um, these shoulders are similar to the Mark V torso, but if you extended the thruster out and made it point down for the thruster. Um, interesting shape. 
with these shoulders. Uh, and then it has like a long straight pauldron down uh, the upper arm. You've got a little bit of cables on it on the bicep itself. Simple design, just the armor. And then the lower arms, you have a very fancy lower arm because this can launch these off. It has a thruster on the top and a thruster on the bottom because these are incom arms. They are on wires and they can fly off. Are, actually, are they even on wires or are they wireless? I can't remember. They're wired. They yeah. are wired. Okay. I was going to say, because I think this is all quasi-Sekomi stuff, so. Um, the waist, uh, the front armor, uh, it doesn't have a front skirt. It does have two thrusters, like, on the bottom of the waist, actually. Um, the side skirts are the same as the Gundam Mark V's, where it's, like, you know, the wraparound ones. Though the thruster design is a little different. Uh, the thruster on the Mark V is a bit more... Uh, it's a... It's, it's not by much, but it's a little bit more inlaid, whereas this one you can see, like, the ball joint the thruster is on. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more visible. It just feels like it sticks out a little bit more. Uh, the rear skirt plate is interesting because it almost looks like the front skirt plate of the Mark V, but moved on to the back. <laughs> uh, that's a little generous. It's a, it's too wide, and it doesn't look like it's split. In the it doesn't have the split down the middle, but it is, like, that same kind of skirt design, which, I mean, it makes sense because Mika Akitaka made both of these designs at roughly the same time knowing that they were tied together Hmm. like in his head at least um the uh legs themselves uh upper leg is pretty plain the lower leg very similar armor to the mark V, but uh the knee is extended a bit more up and while it has those thrusters on the legs that i like the design of the inner thigh ones are actually a little smaller they don't have the like scoop back look whereas the ones on the outside are still swept back in the way that you expect uh, mm-hmm. It also actually adds some armor to the rear of the leg. Uh, there's a thruster on top of this armor, and then you have a plate. Uh, it looks like the plate is more for directing the uh, blast from the foot thruster, which has been added, though. And then the feet are very similar to the Mark V's feet, where, you know, big toe at the front, and then two heels. Although they are longer, and the front toes do have a slightly wider section. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, the backpack. The backpack is where a lot of stuff is on this thing. You have a central backpack piece... Again, similar to the Mark V in terms of the function here, where the central backpack has thrusters on it, and then it has two pieces on the outside of that that are movable up and down, like, you know, that are able to swing. And then those have two more pieces attached to them that are two, like, large cannon binders that also have thrusters on the bottom of them. So it actually has, like... I am trying to think of how to word it. It basically has a sandwich backpack uh, that is movable, like, in multiple points. Like, mm-hmm. that initial part is able to swing on the top, and then that secondary binder with the, the larger one on the outermost part, it, uh, you can see where that connects on the bottom of those backpack pieces, and that swings on the bottom. And that's so you would be able to pop these up over the shoulder to fire. Um, which, yeah. And these backpacks, this is covered in things. The The... the 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 two uh, inner sandwich pieces have a little latch on top, and these latches are made for holding anti-ship missiles, uh, one each. They are a large missile. Um, and then you can see the incoms right below those. Those incoms were never used in the anime, by the way. Um, they were just there on the design. Uh, that's one, one of the things that wasn't used in the anime. Uh, and then you have the big beam cannons on the shoulder or on the, um, you know, backpack on the outermost of the sandwich. Uh, 
Love, I love this wording. And uh, the, like I said, those have beam cannons in them, and then they have a little hatch halfway through that pops up and has a bunch of, like, micro-missiles. And mm-hmm. then on the back, you have, like, a thruster piece that is able to, like, move up and down. Kind of reminds me of, like, the Mark III's backpack. Uh, like, the just having this long binder with a thruster at the end that can move up sure. and down. Um, yeah. Uh, and then for armaments, uh, for handheld ones, it has... A beam rifle with a very weird design, uh, which it has a reason for having a weird design on it. Uh, the beam rifle has a... The triggers are actually on the sides, if I remember right. Like, it, it has, like, side handles. Uh, I don't know if they can move down. I think that they're always on the side. Or, no, it does have a middle handle that can pop down. Okay. Um, so... Uh, in the art here on the website, you'll notice that they are on uh, the wiki. You'll see that they, it has the side handle out, though. Um, this beam rifle can just fire like a normal beam rifle. Or you'll notice it has two plugs in the back of it. And what it does is it connects these plugs into those chest beam cannons. And it can use those to basically have its own version of like the uh, high, like the, the mega launcher. It is actually like... Not quite as strong, but pretty up there with, like, the double Zetas. Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool, the fact that it can do that. Uh, kind of a cool feature. Um, so, going down the... Uh, and then also it has a shield that it can use. Uh, that shield is, I believe, not used in the anime. That is actually the shield from the Hama Hama. Uh, and that is used in uh, a side thing. Uh, by Yeah, that's that's Warlock Banham's uh, custom. <laughs> Warlock Banham. <laughs> Um, which is kind of cool that it uses that shield, which I guess makes sense with it having wired arm weapons to add a big cannon. But all right, let's just uh, all right go down the armament. So you have the mega particle cannons in the abdomen, um, the two of those, um, which are strong enough on their own actually, uh, pretty strong beams like in the chest. Then you have the it does have Vulcans by the way, which is very funny that it has head Vulcans to me. Um, I mean, you know, the Mark V did, so why not? No, it didn't. It didn't? No. It's oh. really funny because it says likely inspired huh. by the Mark V, but the Mark V does not actually have head Vulcans. Not even the Amara Ray custom has head Vulcans, I don't think. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was inspired by them as in they were like, why the fuck doesn't this thing have Vulcans? Yeah. <laughs> um, The beam cannons in the backpack. Uh, So you have the beam cannons in the backpack. Uh. A 12-tube missile launcher, those are in the middle of the outer backpack parts. Um, and they are... A- I don't know why we know the type of missile. AMS-01H heavy missiles, but we do. And then we have the AMS-09R anti-ship missiles, which are externally. Uh, again, the missiles are almost like attached into those like little claws on the backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just big missiles that are one use, obviously, that are fired. Um... And given that they are anti-ship missiles, they are big. Um, it has beam sabers in the uh, legs, uh, kept in like the leg armor there, which that is new compared to the Mark V because the Mark V does not. It has the beam sabers on the backpack, not normal size ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, has uh, Worklock's Worklock's custom has uh, the Quinn Manta's uh, beam saber in its right arm. That's pretty cool. Considering that's like a giant sword beam saber. I love mm-hmm. the Queen Mansa ones. Uh, it has a grenade launcher mounted in the torso, I believe. Oh, right. 
Uh, where's that grenade launcher? I believe... Hmm. Hold on. I'm trying to see where that grenade launcher is because I can't actually remember. We know it's on the torso. I think it might be... Uh, hold on. I'm going to look at the model kit. Because <laughs> uh, this thing has a lot of weapons, if it wasn't evident by us talking about it like this. This thing is loaded to the brim with weapons uh to it to such a ridiculous degree that ironically we're gonna talk about an advance of zeta machine that's that is based on simplifying this machine so normal pilots can use it effectively which is really funny considering it's an advance of zeta machine which are normally the ones that people see as ridiculous but in this case uh yeah all right well unfortunately the model kits do not actually say where the grenade launchers are. That's very funny to me that they don't. Actually, uh, the model kit does not mention these grenade launchers at all. So this might be a thing where a game or something gave it a grenade launcher, but it was only used like in one thing. Hmm. Because yeah, the I'm, model kit does not mention it. I'm, I'm looking at like the unicorn art, because this thing gets, gets a little cameo in unicorn, and you would think... You'd Only in the novel, though. That. Which is even funnier. That's true. That's true. But yeah, um, I, I was looking at the armament list here, which uh, you can see it starts with the Vulcan, then has the uh, the Mega Beam Cannons, Beam Saber, Missile, uh, Mega Particle Cannons, uh, Anti-Ship Missiles, Mega Launcher with the Beam Rifle, uh, you know, connected, uh, Incom slash Beam Hands, and that's it. It doesn't list a yeah. uh, grenade launcher. Anyway, uh, so yeah, incoms. You have the incoms on the backpack, uh, two cable-controlled incoms. They can pop out. They can fire. Um, you have the beam rifle slash mega launcher we talked about. Uh, and then finally, you have beam... Oh, right, beam hands also. So the, the when the forearms are launched, it has built into the hands uh, little beam guns. Uh, they also... Uh, it does mention that they can actually uh, be used uh, as a mid-range weapon, or they can actually flow electricity through them, which we do see in the show, because sure. that's what happens with the uh, Zaku 3, is they launch their arms around it, grab it, and then basically launch a bunch of electricity into it. Sure, it's the Tomino Classic. Yeah, the Tomino Classic, yep. Exactly. Even though he's gone at that point, they still need to shout out Tomino's obsession with electrocuting pilots. Wait, what do you mean? he's Is he gone at that point in Double Zeta? Isn't he? No, no, that's in Double isn't Zeta. Isn't he working on... Yeah, it's in Double Zeta. At that point, isn't he working on Char's counterattack? The man has two hands. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so... Also, it does have uh, uh, little simple claw arms. It's really weird, because it only mentions them being on the commander type, which is a thing that comes up in Gundam Evolve. There's a commander type. But if you look at it, that's always there. There, there are that was planned to be there, like these little claw arms, like that's mm -hmm. in, that's the old art. So I don't know. Uh, it's also very funny to me. Like I assume this is based on something that happens that in Double Zeta that I don't remember. But the Gundam Wiki goes out of its way to say like it may you may count it and say it has nine ranged weapons. But or nine ranged beam weapons, but it's like, but actually, it has more than that because pilots of Dovin Wolves have been knows have been known to use their incom arms to grab other people's guns and then shoot them. With them. <laughs> uh, 
that I don't think that happens in Double Zeta. <laughs> this thing is weird know. in Double Zeta because, like I said, it actually doesn't get to use a lot of its weapons. Like I don't think it uses any of the missiles. Uh, it only uses it uses the hand beam gun. It uses the mega particle cannons on the chest, and it uses the beam rifle, and then it uses the combined beam rifle, and then it uses its beam sabers. It doesn't use like the the backpack beam cannons. It doesn't use the incoms. Uh. Well, not the backpacking comms. It doesn't use the uh, either sets of missiles. It's so weird. It's really funny going from the start of Double Zeta where you have, like, the episode where the Hama Hama shows up and they show it flying and there's a typewriter sound as they do AMX 103 Hama Hama. And then you get to the end of Double Zeta and, like, in, in the last episodes, they're like, here are five new mobile suits at once. We're not going to talk about any of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a very complex machine. Uh, this... Uh, this does have a related unit, right, that we would also have to talk about. Uh, that We'll, we'll save that for later because that's a spoiler unit. The other one oh, I want to talk okay. about is that's not fair. on the wiki. So I'm going to have to send six of these images. I just... I. <laughs> well, this one we have to talk about because... I, I, I know, this. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this very vaguely. So... I well, can say names. I was safely. gonna say. I, just, I was gonna say we could talk about this after we talk about this initial one. I want to talk about this first. Okay. 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 And then we can just, talk about the spoiler one. That's it. There's there's something about the suppressor that I think is one of the sickest things of any mobile suit. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll so talk about fucking it. Fucking cool. We'll talk about it, but first, 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 let me first. Uh, let me find the art for this from Advance of Zeta reboot. Uh, there is a machine in Advance of Zeta reboot called the Rebin Wolf. Um, and I'll give you the model number for that too in a sec. Where the fuck? I need to organize. I still haven't organized like all my art since I started saving all the art from the, uh, website. So it's just like, ah, I'm looking through all these like file names that are named things. Oh, like... I have found it for on Zionic Republic. Oh yeah. I forgot Zionic actually did some translation. AMX 104R Rebin dash wolf. And the Rebin wolf is fucking cool, but oh my God. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Okay, here, I found the, uh, this is the main visual art for it when it first came out, so this has, like, everything on it. Um. See, okay, I don't, I think the Mark V is cooler than the Dovin Wolf. I think the Dovin Wolf is a little bit of a mess to me. Uh-huh. This is fucking sick. So, this machine has a funny backstory, too. So, two things. One... The Marzion people in this show, or in this uh, manga side thing, not manga even, just this side story, were like, hey, why are we using this thing that looks like fe a Federation machine? Like, why does it still have all this Federation lineage? Also, why does it have so many weapons that no normal pilot is ever going to be able to use all of them? Yeah. Uh, so what uh, they did was <laughs> they made a machine called the Rebin Wolf, which focuses on modularity, but... Not being as ridiculous. So the base design still has this sort of Dove and Wolf head, but it removes all the antenna. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, torso is has been given more rounded armor. It only has the one mega cannon in the torso instead of two. Uh, and uh, the so for the shoulders, this is where we get like a major change is on the shoulders. We have a, the, the, the thruster on the outside has been removed and we actually have a hard point for attaching different attachments. Uh, generally it's a Zaku style shield with like the, not spikes on this case, it's like little bumps, but you know, the bumpy shield that you sometimes get. 
Um, I will shout out real quick. Um, Page could be flushed out a little more, but Gundam Wiki may not have this thing. MHQ's got it. Of course. Uh, the, the homies. Arms uh, have been simplified because they no longer have the income arms. Uh, what the arms can do, and you can see this if you look on the right at the alternate equipment set, you can see that it has an optional grenade launcher that can be attached to the arms, though. Mm. Um, and then you can see the standard one. I don't recognize that beam rifle it's using, though I'm sure that's a beam rifle from something because they don't really do that many original guns in Z with this faction they tend to try to reuse older ones that weren't used on a lot of machines uh but i don't it's very is that it's two I mean... scopes it has two it has two gundam style scopes like the the you know they are scopes but they're not actually scopes they're cameras but yeah that's yeah. part of the i don't know maybe i should i'll wait till the armament section but uh, the waist, uh, this removes the fancy side skirt armor and the front skirt armor. Uh, or, well, the other one doesn't have front skirt armor either. It does add some thrusters to the front skirts, probably for easier maneuverability, uh, just given the placement of them. Um, rather than... Because the Dove and Wolf's thrusters, uh, thruster layout would be for going fast in a singular direction, whereas this feels like it's more maneuverable. The legs mm-hmm. are also majorly changed. Well, the thighs themselves are still like the square design of thigh. The um, legs have now changed to be like this really rounded armor that kind of like has a point at the front of it, which I really love the design of these legs. Still has like the little side thrusters, though they are both, uh, both sides are now short instead of one side being long and one side being short. They're both just like the round, you know, thr- like little inner thigh thrusters from the uh, uh, Dove and Wolf. Uh, and you have some thrusters around, like, the knee area as well. Um, you also get some... Uh, the the back of the leg armor is really interesting because it actually reminds me of the Sazabi. Especially, mm-hmm. like, the, like, the little bumps on it. Like, the way it wraps around that thruster... The thrusters there. Because it has three thrusters on the back of the leg now. Also, the highest heels ever. And I love these fucking high heel feet. Um, oh, also, the back skirt is just two simple plates with thrusters at the bottom. Um... There is an optional commander antenna you can put on this thing as well. You can see it on the one uh, optional des- or alternate design. Actually, on both alternate designs. The uh, bottom one's a fun one because uh, in the art, which Six will link, uh, you have the Space Wolf colors, which is just the Dove and Wolf colors on this machine, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the backpack. The backpack is a simple backpack which only has, it still has that upper joint, like from the original Dove and Wolf. Uh, the middle of it is a little different. The thrusters have been redesigned. Oh, and I did miss uh, the side skirts. Even though they're very, like, small, it does have, like, little thrusters pointing backwards. So, the backpack, though, is designed to be able to fit a multitude of equipment. On the standard art, and the main version of the art, it has uh, some four-tube missile launchers. Now, the, these missile launchers... Uh, you know, they're designed kind of like the ones on the uh, Mark V. But, again, more rounded. Cool design, though. Um, mm-hmm. Other equipment it can do. It has a section that is designed like the anti-ship missile with the um, with the incom on it. It has just that binder from, like, with the beam cannon and the missiles. But just that binder on its own. It has... A grenade launcher, like a solid grenade launcher that's like a big one. Like, it kind of looks like a howitzer or something, like this thing. Mm -hmm. And then I believe this last one with the two grenades, these are, I believe, anti-beam grenades. 
Oh, I was going to say, they have the classic, like, smoke grenade, smoke discharger setup. Yeah, I think, if I remember right, these are anti-beam, like, little grenades. Um, Let me see if, uh... Did did Zionic actually do a translation of this thing's, like, bio and equipment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Um, I'm trying to see if he actually, if it says, let's see, um... Missile pods, beam launchers, etc., can be swapped out. Da, da, da. I'm just looking for. Okay, it doesn't say the specifics, unfortunately. Like what each specific thing is, uh, it just mentions it can equip a multitude of things. Uh, other equipment um, that you'll notice here. Um, so it can equip external propellant onto the shoulders if necessary, kind of a Zeku Ein style. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing it can equip that's kind of interesting is, um, by default, this actually doesn't have the beam sabers. Uh, it does have a latch, though. You can put them on the sides of the skirt there. Like, they just slap on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned you can put the grenade launchers on the arm. Um, I also like that because it's not doing that double backpack setup, it actually has an extra joint on the backpack so that, like, the beam cannons would be able to look over. Since it doesn't have, like, that sandwich, like, double swivel thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a cool touch that they actually bothered with that. This um, might be my favorite AOZ design. This, this is, is so this cool. Is a cool one. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, oh, and also I should say the one alternate equipment version does use uh one of those anti ship sniper rifles that I love the design of. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, this is just a cool machine. Yeah, I just love that it's just AOZ for once instead of doing what if we made it more complex it does uh what if we made it more simple because normal pilots cannot use this effectively <laughs> is like yeah, literally I... the thing they say they're like this the dove and wolf is overtuned for a mass production machine no one's going to like it is a waste of equipment because a pilot is not going to know what giving a pilot too many options if they don't know how to use them is going to be bad yeah, I like, like, they say there are two uh, concepts for improving it are first, increased productivity, which is kind of vague in the way they, they talk about it. It's a lot of, like, we're going to increase productivity by making it feel more Xeon, which is kind of yeah. empty. But then the other one is regulating excessive equipment. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, and the modularity, if anything, makes this an even more useful machine as a mass production machine. Because, again, if your pilots are not going to be using all the stuff on it, then you should just be giving it the um you know the 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 amount of like the the amount of equipment it needs rather than right everything right. um the other now there is a commander version of this machine which is ridiculous this is the commander version and i like this one too a lot in its own Yo, so the is... commander version uh, does make a couple of changes. Uh, does this have a technically a different name? Uh, it is just called the uh, Rebin Wolf. I believe it's just called the Rebin Wolf Commander type. Okay. Uh, I'm going to double check on uh, the Reaoz website. Sorry for this being such a wrong running episode, folks. But when we got the Mark V, you knew it was going to be. And if you didn't, you were a fool. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think oh, there are a lot is, of people is, who just don't know much about It is a slightly different model number. Sorry, it is the... It is the AMX 014R and then lowercase s and then Rebin Wolf Custom. Ooh, okay. It, it is used by someone named Munsky, it looks like, which is a funny okay, name. Sure. Uh, so, what we have here is a <laughs> Rebin Wolf that has been customized pretty extensively in a couple of different ways. So, the head has been given this, like, 
almost kind of like bulbous look um it actually looks like it adds extra vulcans i believe yeah it does it has four vulcans on the head now you know what it reminds me of is it looks like the titania kind of yeah it has like that round bulbous look to it and like the way like the antenna that extended is forehead yeah now i will say the reason this has four vulcans actually does have a functional reason and we'll talk about it in a little bit but to match all the other vulcans on it well no. <laughs> so okay the torso uh, it, it is the same torso design, though it actually removes the beam cannon from the middle of the torso, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It does still have, like, the thrusters and everything. The shoulders are now new shoulders. These, speaking of Sazabi-like shoulders, these are very, like, Sazabi-like shoulders in some ways, specifically the outer part with the thruster. Um, again, with that, like, same kind of armor. Uh but yeah, these th- these shoulders are custom shoulders that have a bunch of extra thrusters on them overall. They cannot mount optional equipment because they are just... Th- this is a customized machine made for one person. What it also has is, um, if you go to the... When you hit the skirts, um, those are the all best generally side the skirts same, of all time. But it has, yeah, giant attachments on the side skirts that sweep backwards. These kind of remind me of the thrusters, of, like the rear skirt on the... Um, the Zaku 3 custom, but like using them as side skirts. These are just two large thrusters that are swept down though, cover like going all the way down almost to the bottom of the leg. Yeah, and they like they fit sort of neatly over the leg. And so it is like this extra like like pant leg that is like up armored and covered in thrusters. Yep. The uh other finally the 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 other change being um that its equipment is unique to it. Uh, yeah. Firstly, on the simple equipment, it uses the, the Yagdoga beam saber with the knife on the front of it, which I find very quaint because I love that silly thing. <laughs> I've grown to love it. I hate it, but I love it. Um, the other thing is the back pods are actually now used for mounting m- magazines that are belt fed into one another and then into... A large double Gatling gun. And when I say a large double Gatling gun, there's like the double Gatling gun that the heavy arms uses in wings in uh wing. This makes that look tiny. This is a giant Gatling gun. This is like aesthetically, this is like when you see a mobile suit grab a machine off like a weapon off of a ship. It looks like that. Like it's... it has ripped a gun off of a battleship. So here's the thing. If you look in the upper right corner, you can see it standing on the uh, the the big Zamaru. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Did we talk about the big Zamaru? I never remember. Yes, we've Did covered we talk- the big Zamaru. Okay. It stands on it as a turret. Uh, the reason why it has all these head Vulcans is actually, in fact, for shooting down missiles. Because the big Zamaru has an eye field. So, what this does mm. is stand on it and operates as, like, a cool, big, physical turret. That can also operate as its own standalone machine. And then the head Vulcans are, in fact, though, for doing the head Vulcan thing of shooting down missiles, I believe. Is that why it doesn't have a beam cannon on the chest? Is because it wouldn't be able to get through the big Zamaru's eye field? Uh, possibly. Or just because it's being deployed in proximity to the big Zamaru. They don't want to risk, like, oh, you accidentally fire and it the beam bends a little because you're deployed close to it. Right, because, um, like, we've, we've certainly seen machines with eye fields that use beam weapons, but... One could imagine very easily that the eye field is tuned to work with the weapons on that machine, not necessarily other ones. Uh, yeah, this machine's standing on it. Yeah, right. So that actually does that. That could be why. Uh, that could be why it doesn't actually use beam weapons other than the beam saber. Um, 
I just, I, I think this machine's a cool machine, though. It's getting, it, 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 it's so funny, me looking at the Revan Wolf, damn, I love this thing for toning down the Dovin Wolf and making it into a cool, like, workable grunt. Me looking at a customized version of the Revan Wolf that then makes it ridiculous and specialized, damn, this is cool, too. You know, it's like it's it's just great though. What can you do? <laughs> the thing is, the Gatling gun is cool too because this this actually feels like a Gatling gun that would in fact destroy other mobile suits because of how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the drum magazines. I just like this machine a lot. Yeah, I also like the colors. The co- I mean, the colors are pretty yeah. close to yours. Oh but... yeah, yeah. The uh, the the like sort of off white is really nice. Beige. Mm-hmm. It's a very beige mobile suit. I'm glad you stopped me to talk about this one. I had no idea this existed, and I really like it. Yep. Uh, Alright, now, there's still one more machine related to this family, kind of, that we need to talk about. It's spoiler warning time! No, 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 no! Related to the oh, Red Wolf! Oh, great! Actually, I'm excited about this. Okay. Say hello to the Fenris Wolf. What the hell is this? A Psychomu use version of the Revan Wolf that is also one. Uh-huh. Uh, so this machine is uh, developed, I believe, from the Revan Wolf, but also it is related to things like the Game Hulk and whatnot. Um, this is a ridiculous machine. So it still has, like, it has almost like that same kind of custom head as of the other Revan Wolf, like where it's like a bumpier head. With, like, a more protruding forehead. But, instead of having four Vulcans, it still just has the two. And it has a giant camera fin in the middle. The torso has now been modified to have even more beam cannons instead of just the one. It has, uh, I think that's an array of four of them. That are, like, almost like a quadrant, like, in their own little quadrants. The arms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, actually, the arms are a bit more toned down than you would think, because the actual big piece that is going over the arm with, like, some of the armor there is from the backpack. So, the arms themselves, actually, smaller arms at the base of them, you know, just little shoulder armor that you can see on the sides. Uh, Then you hit the lower arm. And what we have here are the psycho arms. These are just entire-ass weapon units that fly off, is the idea. And you can see it actually has, like, the Dove and Wolf little claw arms underneath these. Uh, mm-hmm. But these giant arms are not really arms. These, I believe, have... Uh, unfortunately, I don't have all the equipment listed for this thing. Uh, I am on, like, the AOZ website, like, trying to look at them. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's only so much I can glean. Uh, which is, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh... But uh, these these psycho arms are just big weapon platforms that launch off the arms, which is fun. Uh, the waist. So the front skirt it has this giant front skirt uh, skirt piece on the crotch, which is not actually a front skirt. What you will notice is if you look in the upper right, you see the high mega cannon barrel. It's actually on the front skirt. So what this does is this plugs into those four barrels on the chest to do the same thing as the Dove and Wolf. <laughs> Sure, sure. And when it pops up, you can see it actually has a camera underneath, too. And then there's, a, like, a normal, like, skirt, like, crotch with thrusters underneath. But it's funny that this is kept there, and it pops up to the chest. Uh, insane. <laughs> Just ridiculous machine. The legs are 
modified Revan Wolf legs in that the upper thigh is the Revan Wolf thigh, but the lower legs are just a mass of thrusters in all directions. You have ones, you can see them on the knees. They even have like a conical, like almost like an intake on the knees. Mm-hmm. You, you have got four giant thrusters on the back, some external propellant tanks that are visible plugged into the legs that are uh, ejectable throughout. Uh, more thrusters on the sides of the legs. This thing is ridiculous. And then the feet, instead of having the Revenant Wolves, like, you know, like, high heel feet, these just have struts, basically. Like, they are simplified feet because it's like, we don't need to put armor on those because no one's going to be aiming for those because it won't matter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, which I think, again, also, like I said, a fun thing. A ridiculous thing. I, I like this suit. Uh, if it wasn't apparent by my excitement talking about this. This one, I again, them taking all these Dove and Wolf, uh, the the simplified Dove and Wolf, and then making more ridiculous machines out of them like AOZ does, but first doing the work of making a simpler one is just so quaint to me. I love it. It's so good. Um, all right, the backpack. We have on the backpack <laughs> two large beam cannons that are on the back. Uh, that can pop over the shoulder, kind of like the Dove and Wolf ones. And they are block. They actually have armor that is movable up and down so that it can point down, but you can see that they block part of the shoulders. Mm-hmm. These are very big beam cannons in comparison, though. Uh, we have, next up, the... Uh, this also can mount on the backpack two mother funnels. Like from the Game Hulk, where they are the funnels full of funnels. Mm-hmm. And then also very funnily on the sides of these little backpack things, you can actually see them on the sides on the uh, front art. It has the missile launchers from the Reb and Wolf. <laughs> just for good measure. Yeah, just the four tube missile launchers on either side. Uh, okay, this so fucking yeah. Potemkin looking ass motherfucker. <laughs> I love the I love this thing. It is it is also sometimes known as the Psychomu High Mobility Type Rebin Wolf, but the Fenris Wolf is its designation. Uh, we don't actually have a model number for this. That's an, actually an interesting thing. We don't have a model number. It's not on the website, unlike the yeah. others. So it's just it is a it is technically a Rebin Wolf though. Yeah. So the bio for this is funny. It's like. The Revenant Wolf has the same frame frame as its prototype, the Dovin Wolf. By making equipment optional, this machine be, can be effectively used by different soldiers of different skill levels, from, you know, uh, cadets to veterans. In addition, though, the Fenris Wolf is a specification equipped for uh, operation by enhanced humans. So this is like a psycho- this is just a purely psychomu one. I'm trying to see if I can figure out what is going on with the, uh, I want to know the psycho arms. Um, okay, talking about the mother funnel that, you know, has the funnels within it. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't been on the Hobby Dengeki site for AOZ, you click little drop-down arrows and it just sort of types it out sentence by sentence in real time. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. why that's why it took me forever to actually copy-paste this. And then now I'm translating it. I'm trying to see it uh, because I I want to know what's going on with these psycho arms. I don't think it says... Uh, well, let's say it says, okay, there's, uh, mega particle cannon in the palm. Okay. Uh, forearm has a huge beam saber. Uh, oh! The fist, the fist itself can, can 
do attacks. I guess you would just um, ram it with them because it is it is a reinforced fist, actually, if you look at the front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, uh, it does have giant beam sabers. Uh, so the reason why I was looking is because it does relate this machine to, like, the Quinmantha and stuff, too. So I was like, huh, does this have anything weird in the hands? Um, I guess it just has a giant beam sabers in the arms, though. This thing rules. I love this machine, too. I love all these weird Re-AOZ machines. All right. We have talked about all the non-spoilery ones now. Now, for friends at the end of the episode, if you can't listen to Unicorn stuff, uh, away with you. Because now we finally are moving on. And after this point, we're going to be talking about uh, developed from and its variants from Gundam Unicorn. So if you're not ready for that, please tap out. Finally, we are moving on. To the ARX-014 Silver Bullet. The Silver Bullet is a machine originally from Unicorn uh, Gundam Unicorn Bandai Destiny, which is a uh, manga, and eventually actually made an appearance afterwards in the final episode of the OVA. However, in the manga, it is used earlier on. These machines are actually used when they are testing the Unicorn at the start. These are the machines that are fielded against the Unicorn. Um, and what this is, is... So, just like how the Revan Wolf is the Zeon going, what is this crap, while looking at the Dovin Wolf and going, we're going to make it look more Zeon, the Silver Bullet is them looking at the the Dovin Wolf and going, what if we made this look like a Gundam? Yeah. And it's like, well, didn't the Mark V exist? Yes, well, this is further down the lineage, so it's fine. Um, this So, this is a design that has a Gundam-style head, complete with a forehead jewel, with a Mohawk camera, V-Fin. Still has the two rear antenna from the Dovin Wolf, though. Um, it has... The torso is very simplified from the Dovin Wolf. It doesn't have the cannon in the chest anymore. Uh, the shoulders are also simplified a little bit. They're just, you know, standard Gundam pauldrons with thrusters. The forearms are, in fact, still the launchable forearms, however. The skirt, you have a front skirt plate, uh, again, making it almost resemble more of a Gundam because it looks like it has two front skirts there, even though it's actually all just one big plate. <laughs> uh, and then you have the side skirts, which are the same as the Dove and Wolf, same as the Mark V. Uh, these even contain the beam sabers in the same place as the Dove and Wolf, where they are the little bumps there. Uh, the lower legs are the same design as the Dove and Wolf, complete with the outer you know, scoop thruster and the inner simplified thruster and the longer knees. The feet are just the Dove and Wolf feet. And the backpack is just the Dove and Wolf backpack. Now, there are differences on the machine uh, insofar as uh, instead of having, like, the beam rifle... This has a, a weird set of equipment. It uses the Jigen beam rifle. And then it has a unique shield that is actually... an ex The shield has an extendable beam rifle on the front of it. That I think is not as strong as like the high mega cannon on the original Dove and Wolf, but it has like two modes. It has either using the beam shield normally, or using the beam shield as like it, it extends and does have like a sniping capability. And it, uh, the end of it, like the the muzzle opens up in the same way that the Dove and Wolf's does. Yeah, for the rifle. Um, mm -hmm. It also has uh, missile launchers in the shoulder, kind of like because. The upper half of the shield is just a Jigen shield kind of slapped onto this rifle, is what happened, it looks like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it has head Vulcans, 60 millimeters instead of 30 millimeters, though. Uh, then it stalls the incoms, it stalls the wired hands, stalls the beam cannon, stalls the 12, 12 tube missile launchers, stalls the uh, anti ship missiles. And now in the anime version of the silver bullet, this added the grenade launchers where they are actually like on the torso there. Uh, they're still not visible in the art. They are, the, what they do is they pop down. I see. Like the little sides of the torso pop down and fire. And so maybe people backporting assume that's what the other ones Yes, do. is I think the problem. This machine is only used in episode seven of the OVA. It is used by, uh, is his name Gail? Gail? Oh yeah, yeah, Gail Chan. Who is like the um, Cardius Fist's like, security guy. The bald guy who marks a bunch of dudes in episode one and then disappears for most of the show other than to stand by the the vis and go and, and be cryptic <laughs> sure uh he appears at the end to try to help benager he uses this machine and all of its equipment against the neo zeong and he gets wrecked unfortunately which sucks because it's the first time we see all of this equipment getting used he uses the incoms he uses the wire hands holding the beam sabers he uses the the beam cannons and the missile tubes but he just gets wrecked because he's against the Neo Zeong and no one gives a shit about the uh, about Gale. Uh, it literally gets the head crushed by one of the fingers of the Neo Zeong, if I remember correctly. Like, gets smashed yeah. in. Uh, it I even fires like the Vulcans much, at the end. Though. I don't like the base silver bullet. Do you know what I like? I like the gym head version of it a lot. Let me look at the gym head for it. Yeah, actually. The gym yeah. head makes it a lot more unique, I think. Um... So my familiarity with this is after Band-Aid Destiny, this got added as DLC to Gundam Unicorn PS3 game by From Software. And sure. they gave away and it had both the gym head version and the normal version, if I remember right. Um, it also had the version we'll talk about soon, the funnel test type version. But um, yeah, so the silver bullet, though, is basically just it's just the Dove and Wolf again. But the Vist Foundation is using it in the Federation. It, um, there's a moment here. So reading this, right. It basically says that the gym head has better sensors, which calls into question the whole history of Gundam. Yes. Yes, it sure fucking does. (laughs) Especially because if I remember right, the way it's deployed is the two gym heads are not the commander and the Gundam head is the commander. It is literally just using the Gundam as a symbol, even though it is actually worse to do that in this case. (laughs) great yeah love it it's it's very silly all right so we have the first variant of this which was also in the unicorn ps3 game and then later you see msv the silver bullet funnel test type this is a silver bullet which has um removed the um incoms in favor of slapping a single large wired funnel on the back uh the color scheme is also a little different it's kind of like this like almost like a baby blue Along with, like, red and darker blue. Also, it is raining outside, so I'm... If I disappear, that means my power went out. But don't worry, we'll have enough content for a whole episode anyway. Um, This reminds me of, the like, this giant... I mean, it's an incom. But this giant incom on the back reminds me of the uh, New Gundam FF. Yeah, it's... So this is... I think this is even designed to test the New Gundam's funnel. Because technically, the Silver Bullets Uh, are made before the New Gundam. Oh, interesting. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Because it, the reason it's called a funnel is it still has its power source, kind of like the... <laughs> That's even funnier. This is wrong on two layers, because, like, the fin funnels on the new Gundam are not actually funnels because they have their own generators. Yeah. And then this is called a funnel, uh, 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 the, the, you know, fin funnel test type, because the large funnel on the back has its own generator and everything, even though it is wired, which makes it an incom, but also it has its own generator, which makes it a bit, but also... <laughs> oh, no. This is wrong on two layers now. Wait. Yeah. Mother funnels are probably mother bits. Yes. But yes, mother, they are. They're, they're bits that, that are mothers funnels. to funnels. Yes. So that's. <laughs> I yeah. hate it either. Uh, all right. So yeah, this one actually also incidentally did get like a model kit. Uh, funnily enough, the silver bullet got a regular release model, and the one that was in the OVA was a P Bandai, which is really funny to Go me figure. at least. To be yeah. fair, I prefer the normal colors of it versus the unicorn colors. I don't like the, um, I don't like Gale's custom unit very much with, like, the, the gray and blue. Uh, I just, I, it's not I, my thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mixed on the whole, all of the silver bullet base. I feel very mixed on. Yeah. Like I said, I like the, my favorite version of it is actually when you put the gym head on it, it looks correct to me. Like, let me, let me find a color version because you only saw the line art, I assume, right? Right. Uh, the original kit of it actually comes with uh, either head, which is really cool. So you can do either or, um, which, you know, I always like when they do that kind of thing with a uh, design. Um, just looking for it real quick. Uh, there it is. Um, and then, Dalong, did you really not show the full body with the gem head on it, you motherfucker? I think you didn't. Oh, no, you're a bastard, Dalong. Actually, no, that's rude. But also... Hate that, hate wish that he wish you hadn't that. done that yeah wish you hadn't done that friend yeah well first of all here it is in color just for the zoom in of the head um oh that looks sick it looks cool uh actually so funny thing i use this head for a kit bash yeah uh, which I, one I, uh well let me uh show you the kit bash real quick then i guess you can include this in our episode notes this is not a discussed unit though i refuse to be known for having any official gundam designs until bandai hires me one day they would never one of these days i'm gonna have to get a second fucking google account for all the shit i'm uploading for this podcast i'm sorry that's fine um uh, but yeah this um i didn't come up I with a like name the... for it but uh here's what it looked like before i painted it I actually clipped the two V-fins because I thought it was cooler having the V-fin only, like, the antenna on the back. Uh, here it is after painting it. It is a... So, so that's a silver high new? Uh, it's got high new parts. It's got Delta Kai parts. It's got uh, the Sazabi-style funnels on the back. Oh, yeah. Uh, it also has a single fin funnel on the back that I did kind of like the uh, test-type fin funnel, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was cool to mix up two types of funnels on it. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yep, and then that rifle's also from the, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, for, I like that head a lot. But anyone not looking at the picture or whatever, the thing that's that's cool about this head is it's not just it's not just a gym type head. It is the eyes are gym type, but the rest of it is Gundam type. It's yeah, kind so of it like, like the uh, the Code Fairy Jim Spartan that yeah. like pretends to be a Gundam. It's a it's a good look. Yep. And then finally, we can talk about the unit you want to talk about, which would be the Silver Bullet Suppressor. This is from Narrative. I guess we'll put a block here if you've seen Unicorn, but you've not seen Narrative. Lastly here, we're going to have one variant of the Silver Bullet um, that shows up in Gundam Narrative. Um, yeah. 
Uh, basically, there's just there's there's one thing about the way this works that is one of the coolest things a, a mobile suit has ever done. So the silver bullet suppressor uh, design differences. It has a head that almost reminds me of like a psycho Gundam or something. It has a really weird head because it has like a mm-hmm. strange mouth almost. Um, otherwise, and I feel like also the like the parts on this like the face feels more like inset, like yeah, like deeper in. And it has the rear antenna that are going straight up instead of like swept out. Um, mm-hmm. the torso is the same as the silver bullet. The legs are almost the same as the silver bullet, but instead of having just thrusters on the legs, it also has like, those, what, what are those on the legs? Are those just binders? Cause they look like the binders. backpack. They look like the backpack beam cannons, but they don't have beam cannons at the tip. Huh? Okay. Yeah. The mo- it's just modified knees. Uh, it also has high feet, heel feet, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the arms are the same. Uh, the shoulders are slightly more detailed. And the arms are the same, but in a weird way, because we're going to talk about the backpack, which the backpack has two backpack thrusters that are swept up, and it has, you know, like the beam cannons on there. Uh, but then it has this weird rack on the back, and you look at that rack, and it's like, why does it have this, like, sliding rack? And the reason why is because this still uses the beam magnum from the, mm-hmm. uh, from the, uh, uh, Unicorn, because this is piloted by Benajer Lynx. So, here's the thing. The Beam Magnum, as we know with, like, the Delta Gundam, it broke the arm on the Delta Gundam, right? Yeah. Well, apparently the arm on this is still too weak to use this. Well, they decided, because the Silver Bullet has the launchable arms like the Dove and Wolf, what if... What if we just gave it a bunch of arms, one arm for each uh, ammo in the clip of the beam magnum? Uh huh. So it has its normal arm, and then I believe the it has a rack of four arms that go onto the backpack. Uh, yes, four of them. So it can fit up to four arms on this rack. It has a little. The, what the rack is is it's not on the rack itself. It actually has a little. The rack. What it does is it has a little grabby arm that pops up, grabs one of these arms off the backpack, lowers it down like a crane game machine or something, like some kind of weird arcade machine, and then loads uh-huh. it onto the arm. It reloads new arms. It is one of those it is one of those vending machines where it has the thing that goes up and catches the can and brings it down yeah. every time he pulls the trigger. It's so cool. It's uh it's it is cool but dumb you know what version of this i like better i what? like the banager mark ii uh that is from a different manga because it has a better idea of doing this i don't know what opinion. this is so uh well this i don't remember what this is from i need to dig it up uh i do have this i did find this though um it what it does is it bolts two of these arms together to increase the stability which I think is a fun take on this too. So it has this giant arm because it has to have a huge arm for using this. Which is <laughs> yeah. very silly. That um, doesn't make any sense. What? If it has if two look, arms, it's got double the structural power. They, no, because they all. Your joint is only as strong as its weakest point, and it all still connects to the same single point. Oh, this is in Gundam Unicorn Return of the Lion, which takes place between Unicorn and Narrative. But, like, look at this. It's all just taped onto the upper arm. The upper arm is still the where it connects to the shoulder is still just one piece. Yeah, no. It's just going to break there instead. 
fair enough. It is very goofy. Hey, why does Benajer, who is the boy of I don't want to kill, still rocking the beam magnum every chance he can fucking get? Uh, because, like all Gundam boys, he's a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. He's completely full of shit. God. Um, but yeah, the Silver Bullet Suppressor, ridiculous machine. Um, and unfortunately, we do have one other thing to talk about. Only one, luckily. Okay. Uh, so there is a machine that is based on the Silver Bullet, apparently, from Crossbone, from Crossbone Gundam Dust. Uh huh. Called the Carmen. Dylan. Yeah. Did we talk about this already? We've already done it. Good. We're fine. We're done. <laughs> I don't even see the silver bullet parts on it anyway. I'm actually confused by it saying that it has silver bullet parts. I cannot identify where they are. <laughs> it's the back of one of the calves. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it could be anything. Anyway. Uh. All right. So. Uh. You know what? I will say on the Carmen page, I did see this art of all the suits relaxing, and I'm kind of mad that I like this art of them. <laughs> you just like you just like that they look like Transformers, right? No. Mobile suits never do this. No, I just think it's funny seeing mobile suits being this expressive, especially when it's these stupid things. I like I like that the Carmen has taken off its like a goo guy like shield and Dom head fist or whatever and has just set them aside sure whatever you say i just like that it's set aside why would that be a why would it be a dom head then there's nothing about the dom head that we hollowed out a dom head and put a beam saber in it it's fine why it's only usable for four minutes and 14 seconds why apparently the beam shield is also only usable for two minutes and 16 seconds and they used an agu guy head to make it why (laughs) crossbone gundam dust baby (laughs) Why? Crossbone Gundam Dust, colon, why? <laughs> anyway, alright, long episode today, but hey, we talked about a lot of fun friends. Really uh, mostly good, I would say. This is a very, very, like, I'm up on a lot of these machines. Even, like, with the boring yeah. ones like the Silver Bullet, I'm still like, it's not a bad machine, it's just not as cool as the others. You know? Yeah, it's okay, I guess. I mean, you know, it's in, it's in... The gym I head helps the... it. I would say the Silver Bullet is probably the weakest of the ones we've talked about. Oh, yeah, for sure. But overall, a pretty sick line, so that's not that much of a dunk. I mean, I'm, fucking... I'm so glad the, I got to show you all the fucking re-AOG. Yeah, well, uh, the Rebel Wolf is a fucking all-timer. That's incredible. And then it has two ridiculous machines built off of it in different ways. That is just so funny to me. Oh. Uh, anyway, all right. Any? Do we have anything else while we're just getting through everything today? No, we haven't gotten any questions um, recently. We should do cleanup again at some point, but today not has today. been a day, so not today. <laughs> yeah. What I'm going to do is start logging into work, because I just realized it's 4 o'clock, so i got to start my shift. Um, but yeah, so Six, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. That's where you would send any questions or requests for the show. Uh, you can also find me on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia and hey if you haven't you should actually do so we do cool shit i know i just say it every time but like you should actually look i mean yeah that's the thing if you like this show then and you like six you should like the other shows right like that just makes sense we do a lot of them you certainly fucking do sometimes (laughs) some would say maybe too many 
for, for uh, your in own In fact, good. most people who work with me tell me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> tell me to slow down. Yeah. I, I remember that one week when we were like two weeks ago and you're like, okay, we're only going to do one episode because I want to kind of hold back. And then, uh, or we, we took a day off and then we're like, okay, we're back to doing two episodes again. And I'm like, okay, six. Okay. <laughs> uh, Listen, you know. All Today I need to do is survive a week. Beyond that, this whatever. This is a fucking two-hour one. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. Dylan. You can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. You can find me on co-host at LowPolyRobot as well. Um, you know, I both places I like uh, posting on. Uh, I honestly like posting more on co-host sometimes just because there's less weird people. Um, as in just, like, I don't know. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is a weird place. Twitter is such yeah. a weird fake place, and I kind of hate it sometimes, but also, like, I'm also on co-host. If you want to find me, feel free. Uh, I've only made two posts so far, so I'm not promoting it just yet. Yeah. Um, but Dylan, Dylan's got some good stuff on there, especially if you do, like mecha I design. also do daily mecha, so yeah, uh, it's just a thing that I can have fun with. So that I don't spam people with mecha, I decided, well, I may as well use like the tag on this because this has a tagging system. So what if I just had a thing called Low Poly's Daily Mecha and I just posted a mecha every day? Um, that way I'm always showing something different to everyone. Uh, I'll probably throw the Revan Wolf or the Fenris Wolf on there today. Or maybe all three, because they're all related. Um, because, you know, I don't know. They're cool. I want to show them. Yeah. Um, anyway. Alright. Well, I guess that's a wrap. Six, what is your quote? Are you going to do a Brave Cod? Are you going to do a Rakan? What are you doing? I didn't prepare anything. So give me a sec. I'll just edit oh, this down. Oh, okay. I thought you... <laughs> no, I just totally forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was like, going to lead into something. And then it, we had some hanging silence. So I'm like, oh, shit, wait. <laughs> they're being, they're being like, real. They're being legit right now. <laughs> okay. This is going to suck. Are you ready? Okay. Go for it. What Only humans have a god. The power to transcend the, na- transcend the now. The inner god called podcast. <laughs> To my only desire, the beast of podcast requires only a little spark to be lit. No, I could not possibly show the podcast of the human heart. Peace. (laughs) I'm a true Dynasty Warrior Gundam. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) I already said peace, we can't keep doing this.